This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Last month, with stay-at-home orders in effect around the country, the state of Wisconsin held a primary. A lot of Wisconsin voters wanted mail-in ballots, but not everyone got one, like Mark Ketterhagen, a school principal in Milwaukee. On primary day, Mark put on a mask and gloves and showed up to his polling station. So I get to the front of the high school where I would normally walk in, and I see the line wrapping around the side of the high school. There were news trucks everywhere, and there were people shouting, and I thought, well, okay, this is going to be crazy. Kind of wove my way through the news trucks and people, and I had to walk about a half mile to get to the end of the line. I'd compare it to the excitement of when you get in a line for a roller coaster, and you're like way, way far at the back, and it's not all that exciting. But then, like, as you're getting closer, there's, like, more commotion and more action. And the density of people seemed to get a little tighter as you got closer to the gym where the voting was going on. People are getting, like, there's more things happening. I saw there was some tension in line. So a a woman felt that a man had touched her unnecessarily. Like a, hey, why stay out of my six-foot bubble, creep. Like, keep your coronavirus away from me type interaction. She snapped at him and they started screaming at each other. And there was a large police presence, so the police show up. As we got to the front of the line, there was probably a college kid or a guy in his 20s standing on a three-story balcony across the street from the high school, screaming obscenities about Trump and the conservatives ruining our country and just ranting and ranting. And police were trying to quiet him down. And while he was doing that, cars were rubbernecking and I witnessed a car accident right in front of me. And this was all happening at the same time. It was a complete madhouse. And I just stood there frustrated. Like, this seems so reckless to have thousands of people to come stand in a place together when we seem to be at the height of a pandemic right now. In the weeks following, the Wisconsin Health Department said 71 people at the polls that day contracted coronavirus, though it's hard to know exactly where they got it. And this scene in Wisconsin has state leaders around the country looking at alternate ways to get people to vote this fall. But as Election Day comes closer and closer, many states still haven't decided exactly how that voting should happen. And the options available to them are setting off a political battle in Washington. We do have a fight over funding for for elections, uh, vote by mail. I think that mail-in voting is a terrible thing. Today on the show, the fight over mail-in balloting as states prepare for a presidential election in the midst of a pandemic. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, May 21st.
After the 2016 election, I think everybody thought that having a smooth election in 2020 would be a challenge, but everyone was thinking about cybersecurity as the challenge, and now we have this whole added challenge of public safety. Alexa Kors covers politics and technology, and she says that the chaos in Wisconsin was a sign that the country may not be ready to hold safe in-person voting this November. I mean, some of the photos we saw in Wisconsin were shocking. I've talked to election officials in other states who told me that Wisconsin was kind of a wake-up call for them, that they needed to start getting ready. It's going to take a lot of work on the part of states to hold a smooth election. And the stakes are really high. It's choosing the president. It's choosing our political leaders. Election officials are looking for alternatives to in-person voting. A few states are planning to offer online voting to a small subset of voters. But cybersecurity experts say that online voting systems are still far too vulnerable to hacking. So many states are considering turning to a much older technology, the mail. Five states already conduct elections that rely almost entirely on mail-in ballots. Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Utah, and Washington state. So they're in a good position to handle this. But in other states that have, like, single-digit percentage of the population vote by mail, they need a big overhaul. And there are some experts that say it's going to take $4 billion to make all of those changes just for November. $4 billion and a lot of time. What experts in running elections, what people who are looking at the supply chain issues say is that time is running out. Some of these big decisions, they say, need to be made in a matter of weeks to give the officials enough time to get this done. It's actually a pretty complicated process. That complicated process starts with printing ballots, which only a few companies in the country have experience doing. You need to make sure that the paper you're printing the ballots on works with the scanners you own. And this paper isn't just any kind of paper, like, that you could pick up at Staples that's eight and a half by 11. Is it specialized? Well, it comes in really large rolls. <laughs> One of the companies I was talking to sent me photos of their factory floor and so much paper. <laughs> what do the rolls look like? They're probably, I mean, I'm not very tall, but probably taller than me. <laughs> And then it's cut into ballots. Yeah, there are these machines that insert ballots into envelopes. It can cost half a million dollars just for one of those. We talked to one of the biggest ballot printers and mailers in the country, and they actually bought 11 new machines so they could triple their capacity just since March to get ready for November. But some of these companies are still warning that even if they triple their capacity, it may not be enough. So other companies are thinking about jumping in. There are companies that print and mail other types of sensitive documents, like utility bills or bank statements. Mm. And some of those companies say, you know, we have a lot of the security measures in place. We think we could make the jump in time for November. But, you know, printing ballots, it's exacting. You know, a former election official said that there's zero tolerance for error. You don't get a do-over with elections. So these companies have experience doing other types of mail, but they won't have been tested in the same way with doing election mail. Even if these companies pull it off and get enough ballots printed and mailed out in time, running an election mostly by mail would still require another major step. 
once they come back, then you need to start opening and counting them. And that can be different than counting the ballots at in-person voting places. You might have much larger piles of ballots in one big location that you need to get through quickly. To process the ballots, states might need to buy expensive machinery. And they would need to hire people to verify that the ballots coming in are legitimate. Some states do this by making sure the voter signature on the ballot matches the voter's signature on file. This is a balancing act. Too picky, and you may cancel out legitimate votes. Too lenient, and you could let in fraudulent ones. To get all this done, states would need to set their plans in motion soon. Placing orders with printing companies, buying scanning machines, hiring election workers. But some states are still undecided. I'm hearing from vendors that there's a lot of interest. Some initial orders have been placed, but there's also a sense that some states and counties are still waiting. Coming up, why many states still haven't committed to mail-in ballots. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. As state officials consider overhauling their voting systems, many have been slow to put plans into action, in part because of a political battle between Democrats and Republicans over mail-in balloting. Some of these voting-by-mail proposals have become really politically controversial and have become partisan issues. Democrats have really started to emphasize voting-by-mail. They've proposed making sure everyone has the option if they want to. Last week, House Democrats passed another round of federal emergency funding. The proposal included $3.6 billion to help state and local officials safely hold elections this fall, with support for measures like mail-in balloting. This legislation also protects our democracy by providing resources to ensure safe federal elections. We will be supporting vote by mail in a very important way. We think it's a health issue at this point. There's nothing partisan about this. This is only patriotic. This is about making it possible for people to vote in America. But Senate Republicans have promised they would vote the bill down. In an interview with The Wall Street Journal, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said that the federal government shouldn't encroach on voting procedures, which are a state matter. And President Trump has backed McConnell's plans to reject the bill. It's, uh, as they say, DOA, right? Okay. DOA, dead on arrival. 
The president argues that the mail-in voting expansion proposed in the bill would lead to voting fraud. Yeah, they're going to dump a whole pile of ballots on your desk just before the election. So the problem with the mail-in ballots, it's subject to tremendous uh, corruption. This week, President Trump attacked Michigan and Nevada for sending out applications to get mail-in ballots. In a tweet, he called it a, quote, voter fraud path. The president threatened to withhold any federal funding from the two states if they go forward with expanded mail-in voting. President Trump and other Republicans are opposed to allowing it on a wide scale. A lot of them mentioned security concerns. Although researchers have, you know, looked into voter fraud and they say that voter fraud's really rare, but there have been some prominent cases of it involving mail-in ballots. Some Democrats say that Republicans' resistance to mail-in voting isn't about voter fraud or states' rights, but rather an effort to restrict voting access. Democrats have long argued that they see getting more people to vote will help them. And they accuse Republicans of trying to block people from voting. So the question here is, if people believe voting by mail will get more people to vote because it's more convenient, is that going to help one party over another? A new study by Stanford researchers found that switching to a vote-by-mail system didn't appear to affect either party's share of the vote. And it increased turnout overall. But ultimately, the fights at the federal level are only part of the equation. So the federal government is important because they're probably in the best position to provide a lot of money, like, you know, billions, if they choose to do so to help states. But states have a lot of leeway in deciding the rules for how they want to run their elections. So every state legislature has a big role to play here. And state governments are having some of the same partisan battles. Remember Mark from Milwaukee? The chaos he saw at his polling station was the end result of a standoff between state Democrats and Republicans. In the lead-up to the primary day, the Democratic governor of Wisconsin wanted to either postpone the vote or expand access to mail-in voting. The Republican-controlled state legislature disagreed. Republicans in the state legislature, one, they said there wasn't enough time. You know, at this point, there wasn't a lot of time before the primary. And then two, some Republicans said that they opposed mail-in voting based on security and keeping the integrity of the vote. That back and forth went on until the very night before Wisconsin's primary, when the state Supreme Court sided with Republican lawmakers. And so people like Mark woke up the morning of the primary, suddenly realizing they had to vote in person. Chaos and confusion over Wisconsin's election. And those lines are long in Wisconsin, despite the state's safer at home order. But many people who have come out today, they said they tried to vote absentee. Right. They, they filled out that application. They said their ballots were returned, but they just simply didn't get them. Election officials are now facing the question of how to avoid the same fate. Whether it's when Donald Trump goes up against Joe Biden in November or in the local races and primaries between now and then. One closely watched election will be the primary in Pennsylvania on June 2nd. It'll be the first test of a new state law there that expands access to mail-in voting. One county reported a more than tenfold increase in applications for mail-in ballots. How is this going to be different from Wisconsin? And what 
do you think state election officials will be watching for? Like, could it determine how the general election goes? It'll certainly be a big test. Mail ballot requests have shot up in Pennsylvania far more than what they've seen before. So it'll be a test for a state that previously didn't have a lot of voting by mail, whether they're able to handle it. The people I talk to in this space, they work really hard to make elections happen, but they say it's going to take a lot of work. Yeah, I remember talking to a town clerk in a small town in Massachusetts. And every election is just a huge lift. Already, it's super hard for these small communities to carry out elections, throw in coronavirus, and throw in mail-in ballot confusion for a presidential election, it seems like it could get really messy. That's why election experts, that's why election officials are, you know, kind of sounding the alarm now and saying they need funding, they need decisions to be made so that they can get the country ready. That's all for today, Thursday, May 21st. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Special thanks to Robert McMillan and Lindsay Wise for their reporting on this story. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.